underscore or whatever. Hi guys, welcome to the Not the Anime Roundtable podcast. I'm here with my friend Rad. It's just us two today. And we're going to discuss some of his favorite anime. God help us where we're going to go. Yes. So, uh, I think I kind of got you to think for the whole anime scene with me. Because I always thought anime was like that. Oh man, you're, you're one of those people. Oh God. And that stigma was always on you, but God, man, you you recommended some good stuff to me, and, and so did my uh, director at the TV station, man. I mean, it's just been that rabbit hole, and now I've got like the Funimation app and VRV on my phone and Crunchyroll, and and you know all these you know on YouTube and Hulu and Netflix, watching anime literally all the time. So yeah, it's a never-ending, absolute never-ending party here oh yeah it is but i recommend him some of my favorites he's recommending some of his favorites uh we'll just get into discussing with them i, I think the first one i remember really watching growing up was uh, g gundam back in the the really early 2000s you know it, it would come on and, and, and you know for those of you who who don't know, you know, pre-Toonami, uh, Cartoon Network would show anime in the afternoons around 4 o'clock here in Alabama. And uh, I remember I would go, grandmother or mother would pick me up from elementary school and I'd go straight straight home and I was allowed to watch, you know, an hour of TV before homework. And I always watched G Gundam. And I think I've seen that show enough that I could pretty much quote every single episode back to back to back. And that's what really sold me on, on the anime, because G Gundam was just it was a badass story of robots fighting in a futuristic dystopian world. Man, that was just cool to me. Yeah, I remember watching it from um, Antonami back in the early 2002 after school. But I would also watch Dragon Ball at 3, so... Yeah, I, I never got into Dragon Ball One Piece or, or even Naruto, you know, I just... I've got some friends that, that they're all for those kind of shows, but I just, I, I can't sit there and watch, like, w w what's Dragon Ball up to episode-wise? Like, something stupid, stupid, like, was it like 500 episodes or something like that? Dragon Ball, it ran for 291. Yeah, so I couldn't sit there and watch that many episodes. I struggled getting through uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood because I'm that kind of person that I, I, I gotta binge watch it. Mm -hmm. Because I, I can't, I hate cliffhangers and every episode's a cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. And when you realize that Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is like 60 something episodes, and you realize that there's only so many hours in a day before you need sleep. You know, I'm sitting there watching like four or five episodes a day, and if I had the opportunity, I would just sit there and watch it all, you know, nonstop. But, uh, but I mean, Cameron. Cameron's known me since high school, and I'm, he's, he's known I've always been a huge military fan. So I think diving into the military anime this ep this episode is going to be pretty cool. Because yes, uh, now where do we want to begin on this one? Because um, I've seen there, I've got my three, my top three military animes, and I'll let you choose which one we dive into yeah. first. Would be Gate, uh, Yogamond, I, I pray to God I'm saying that but right, and uh, Strike Witches. I said we go with Gate. <laughs> Gate is the is that one series I think I've watched more times than I can count. I have not read the manga or the graphic novels yet. 
that is my next step. But uh, I loved Gate because it is the one of the first animes where the main character willingly goes to another world. It's not a reincarnation, you know, anime. It's not a, a old boy, you know, just out doing something with his friends and poof, he's in another world. No, he, he willingly went with the military to another world. And, and that was what really interested me about that. It, that it was, you know, he didn't come into any special powers or he didn't develop any anything. He was just a normal person like you and me. Yeah. And it, it, it was just that kind of thing. Of, and my favorite part of that whole series was the fact that they did a shot-for-shot shot remake of Apocalypse Now. Yeah. And even some non-anime friends of mine, you know, when I saw them, I was like, wait, well, you know, this anime did a shot-for-shot shot remake of Apocalypse Now helicopter scene. They're like, no, they didn't. I pulled up on my phone, and they're like, oh, my God, i got to watch this. And, I mean, once you get around some of the... some of the ridiculous stuff, like the language barrier in the first few episodes well, was pretty cool. And then, magically, they can all speak Japanese. I... I to this day, I'll never understand how they got around that. But um, all in all, I mean, I thought it was a great, great anime. We need a second season because they did a part one and two, and they've got enough. They've got enough mater- source material to do more. I know that. But Gate was was just really cool. I think my favorite character was the sergeant. How she just beat the ever living shit out of the prince. Yeah. And she was the complete, she, she looked at her NCO as, well, this is the dumbass that's going to lead us, and I know enough military people and vets to know that's how a lot of them look at their NCOs. Yes. It's, hmm, so this is the person that's going to get us killed. Okay, sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, the, the military operations they had in it were great. The, the vehicles were accurate because they had the F-4 Phantoms, the UH-1 Hueys, the, the, the Chinooks, the, it, it, it was all really accurate. The Toyota version of the Humvee, which, you know, for those of you who are military vehicle fans, those are legal to import here into the U.S. now. Dream truck, can't afford that, but sure. Um, it, but it, it, all in all, it, it was really, really good. You know, I... I thoroughly enjoyed every single episode and I can still sit there and watch it even though I've seen it a couple of dozen times I can still sit there and watch it and mm-hmm. be totally satisfied me too so next one you want to talk about Jerkamon <laughs> that one that, that one I've got mixed feelings on it, it's and the only reason why I'm classifying it as a military anime is because of the amount of weapons that are in it. There is no special magical bullshit. There is no... Uh, it's, it's basically a weapons dealer and her mercenary security force going around selling weapons you know, around the world. And um, is there some fan service? Oh yeah, there's some fan service. It's there. But for the most part, it's... Uh, you're rooting for the anti-hero almost because the weapons dealer uh, 
Coco Hickmatiar, she's not a good guy, but yet she's not a bad guy. She's that neutral party in between. And her mercenaries are a mixture of U.S. Special Forces. Uh, there's, there's a cop. It, it, Russian, uh, Russian Special Forces. You, you name it, they were in there. And then there was a child soldier. And the child soldier had a distaste for weapons. He absolutely hated weapons in every sense. Um, and he got thrown in with the bunch to, to protect uh, Coco. Well, it's one of those animes that didn't really sugarcoat death, destruction, and the fact that no matter how much the good guys try to change the world, the weapons dealers are always there to kind of put it back the way it was. And it, it was an amazing anime. I, I enjoyed every second of it. Um, I love the fact that they threw name brand guns in there. There was no off-brand anything. They were naming HK weapons. They were naming Magpul Masadas, uh, straight out AK-47s, Hindi attack helicopters, AT-4 rocket launchers, 134 miniguns. The, the name brand dropping in there is what kind of got me because, I mean, Cameron, you, you know as well as I do, the one thing television is notorious for across the board is name brand. Yeah. They don't name brand anything. And the only thing I didn't think, I think I saw the only thing in there that wasn't name brand, but you could tell what it was, was a Five Guys. They're sitting in the airport with like a, a CIA agent eating Five Guys. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they dropped the joke of, uh, well, this place is really expensive. Bust out your wallet, you know? <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I'm sitting there just laughing my ass off because Five Guys is expensive. But uh, I don't think that they would want to see themselves in that kind of anime. Yeah. But yeah, all in all, if, if you haven't seen uh, Yoga Manja, I highly recommend that one. Uh, either the, the dub or the sub, I've watched both. They're both great. But um, it'd be kind of cool to see a season three to see after she activates that satellite. Yeah, I would like to see what happens after the the world turns to shit in the handbasket, but I don't think we're ever going to see season three. No, because the manga ended about nine years ago. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's kind of like a High School of the Dead when you look at, at that. I mean, the, the the art, the manga artist died, and we'll never ever get to see how that ends. And yet, that's one of the greatest zombie animes of all time. But um. I mean, all in all, that seems to be pretty common practice with Japanese anime is we we get into a season really hard, you know, as Americans, just to realize that, oh, you're never going to see a season two, or you're never going to see a conclusion. You got to read the manga. And there's a few that have been like that. So the next one you want to talk about is Strike Witches? Uh, yes. I have mixed feelings about this one in, in every sense. And I mean, for those of you listening, Cameron and I went and grabbed some Mexican before, uh, before we did this. And the entire time I'm sitting there eating my taco, 
I'm debating how am I going to explain Strike Witches and sound like a normal person. <laughs> um, I discovered that one by total accident. I, I, I looked at the uh, title on Funimation, read the uh, the backstory, and I was like, okay, I will give it. I'll give it the one episode try. And I looked at it, and I'm like, hmm, this is an alternate history anime. This is actually kind of badass. I can deal without the fan service every five seconds, but let's see what we got here. Um, one of my favorite characters in that one was uh, Jaeger, the American pilot. Or they don't even call it America in the anime camera. What was it like? Lavanya or something like the yeah. United State of Lavanya. It was something weird. Yeah. But um, her striker unit was a pair of P-51 Mustangs. And Jaeger, for those of you who don't know your history, uh, she is based off of Chuck Jaeger, who broke the sound barrier and was a complete badass. And he recently died this past summer. But, um, you know, all the characters in, in that anime are based off of real-life people. You know, that they might change the names here, you know, slightly here or there, but they are based off of real people. The weapons and their uh, striker units are all based out of their home countries, and it was just kind of badass to see uh, to see it. You know, I've watched the first two seasons, I watched the movie, and then the the recent one we have was uh, Road to Berlin. Mm-hmm. And what was very interesting about that is that the you know General Patton was in the the uh, the anime, and he was this loud, rash. Uh, speaking uh, American who was, you know, charging first, ask questions later, which, okay, well, that was Patton to a T. And it was kind of cool to see, well, okay, Patton has his fleet of Sherman tanks, but what happens when you throw in a fuckload of German tigers mm-hmm. in with it? And, and I'm like, okay, I could totally see this happening if he got his hands on, like, a, a whole, you know, division of tiger tanks. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was it was okay. It wasn't my favorite. Road to Berlin was not my favorite season. Season one and two had to be my favorites, just because th- there was a lot more. They were taking their time with it a lot more, and it made a lot more sense. Yeah. Versus this one just seemed rushed to me. And I, if we get a, another season or another movie, is up in the air. We don't know yeah. yet. Um, but I thought it, I thought still thought it was cool. You know, but, so like another anime that was rushed that you watch, I haven't watched yet because I read the manga. But um, Promise Neverland two. Okay. Can I do spoilers on this? Yeah, okay. I'm. I'm gonna when I post the episode, spoiler alert. Okay, spoiler alert. I'm about to totally shit all over this anime in every sense of the aspect. Um. I did not read the manga. I'm gonna go ahead and throw that out there. All I know, I know certain things because of Cameron, and because I was an impatient SOB and I looked up the ending to the manga on Google. This season felt, it, it was a good season. Don't be, I, watch it, it is still good. But the last episode was the biggest disappointment and the biggest cop-out of an ending I think I've ever seen in anime history. Um, for those of you who know the ending to the manga, 
um, why can't I remember her name? What was her name, Murphy? The the, the main character's name? Emma. Emma. Thank you. Uh, At the end of the manga, Emma loses her memory in the new promise. And instead of getting sent through the portal with the, the rest of the kids, she's sent on the other side of our world without memory. And, uh, you know, the ending is, you know, the kids find her eventually. She still doesn't know who they are, but she has a feeling she knows them. And they all get reunited happily ever after. But it's a bittersweet ending because she still doesn't have the memories of what she went through to make her the person she was. Well, the ending to this one was the storm... Grace Fields. They take it over fairly easily. The demons that they helped in the town with the quote unquote evil blood stormed Grace Fields also and stopped the demon army from advancing in there to kill the kids. And uh, long story short, the gatekeeper slits his own throat. Uh, the mother's who we thought were evil all along were really on the kids' sides went with the kids through the gate but Emma, Ray, Norman the experimented on kids and the two demons that originally helped them stay behind to free the rest of the kids and and after that we get this long drawn out almost eight minute long segue into them living their lives that still images of Emma and them going on adventures through the demon world and yet we we never really know how they get back into our world we don't know if they for sure freed all the kids we don't know about the new promise made we know nothing because you see that Emma's and the others have aged mm-hmm. a couple of, has to be a good five years and um, what gets me is that the the ending scene is Phil who was the little kid that they were really they they left behind in the first season Mm -hmm. is now probably you know 13 14 years old Mm -hmm. walking along the area that they first appeared in the human world and then there's Emma and all the others Phil we're home and they hug, and that's the end. Mm-hmm. What the hell? The, the, it was it was single-handedly the biggest cop-out. It was almost like they knew they were not going to get a third season. And they they said, well, screw it. We're just going to do what we want. You know, yeah. it's not the first time we've seen an anime not go off the manga. Yeah. I have no issues with that normally. What I do take issue to is a cop-out. I did too. You know, I mean, but it's according to multiple other anime sites, we're supposed to get a special. Now, if that is a movie explaining what happens in that that time gap that we're seeing, or, you know, some OVAs or whatever, okay, I will will publicly rescind what I just said and say, okay, we're good. But until then, I'm going to keep what I'm saying what I'm saying about this anime. Yeah. You know, because I mean, there's, uh, you know, one thing uh, Cameron and I are looking forward to is Attack on Titan. Which comes out tomorrow. 
Oh and, my god. And I'll be doing a video on it too, so and this video will have spoilers just so be warned. I'm just gonna be talking about the season. Um this season has been a fireball of emotion. Yep. Um you know, I mean Cameron knows has known me for you know pushing, you know, fifteen years. God, that's hard to believe. Yeah. But um you know, for those of you who don't know me, I, I work production at a local TV station, and my director is also a huge anime fan. And he and I have gotten to the point to where every Monday, it's I will show up to work thirty minutes early, just to dissect these episodes with him, yes. and, and we will sit in the in the office and just fanboy out. And no one else in the in the station understands our obsession with Attack on Titan, quintessential quintuplets and all the other new animes that have been coming out this summer. But I don't care. You know, Attack on Titan, um, my... Cameron's got his predictions. I'll let him throw his out, out after mine. But here are my predictions. Um, from knowing where the manga is standing and what has happened so far in the uh, anime, because they're not really skipping around in the anime like we think they are. Um... I think we're going to get a part two to the series, similar to season one. Um, at where we left off when Zeke yelled, turned all those scouts into Titans, and Levi then in turn tortured Zeke, which I thought was glorious. Um, we're going to have to get a second, we're, we're going to have to get a part two to the season. Because just because it's Attack on Titan, the final season, doesn't mean it's set in stone as being just 12 episodes. Because, well, 16. Yeah, 16. Because we've all, we all know that they, they have done more than 16 episodes in the season before. And because of the events of the shit show that was 2020, they could be delayed on the part two. Or they want to keep it hush-hush just so... It keeps us as the viewers in the dark. Yep. So, Cameron, what are your predictions? So, I think we'll probably get a movie. That would make the most sense to me. But, we will see after tomorrow. I'll be first to be sure to share it. <laughs> well, the, um, the other one that I just finished watching was Quintessential Quintuplets. I... I discovered that one last summer, and uh, you know, one thing that my and see my director Kevin Cameron and I have all really been linked up with each other since childhood, because Kevin and Cameron used to do sports first together back in like the the early two thousands, and then Cameron and I went to high school together, and then I ended up working with Kevin at at the TV station. So it was like that happy coincidence, hey, we're all friends here. But um, one thing they both do for me is, you know, we're, we all recommend anime to one another. And uh, I discovered Quintessential Quintuplets because I was like, I, 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 I don't normally do the feel-good slice-of-life animes. I'm more of the military anime, science fiction, that, that kind of stuff. But I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And I thought it was hilarious. The second that one girl roofied him, just to get rid of him, 
oh my god, that sold me. That I was laughing my ass off the entire time. And of course, when they announced season two, I had to watch it. But and then there's my director, Kevin. Read that read the manga, and sat there in the studio, and spoiled it for me. How it's all going to end. And the biggest middle finger ending in in manga history. And I'm sitting there going like, oh Kevin, you asshole. How could you? Why? So the second season just wrapped up it's hilarious you seriously need to watch it and then uh, I think what Kevin they, they just announced season 3 yeah yeah they're coming out with um, season 3 well they announced a new season so we don't know if it's a part 2 of season 2 or a season 3 so it's gotta be a season 3 because mm-hmm. the way that uh, the last episode ended was like the montage of them at the wedding chapel yeah during the ceremony and stuff and that that's 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 how season one ended so yeah it's a season three we're getting um another funny slice of life anime was uh Yuzuki wants to hang out it's pissed off a lot of people apparently I don't know why but I thought it was I thought it was actually kind of funny um because I know a few people like that Cameron's one of them the, the hermit who will stay in his house for days on end and do nothing that's how Cameron's been his entire life folks yeah I mean he's uh, he's kind of that well he's branched out a lot more but he's still kind of a hermit <laughs> but um you know you, you got those that's just funny um and what's another one oh, wow that time I got reincarnated as a slime yeah um that one I, I was that that's one that Cameron and Kevin have been hammering at me to watch for a couple of years now and I finally watched it over the summer and I'm like hot damn this is a good this is good this yeah. is a lot better than I thought it would be because I'm like those reincarnation animes are like a dime a dozen yeah but that one was it's it's really good yeah it is a lot better than I thought it would um what was the one let's see this is where my ignorance on anime really comes out here folks mm-hmm. Cameron, what was the anime that they... Oh, never mind. Shield Hero. That, that's it. Shield Hero was one... It's another one of those dime a dozen animes that our hero gets spawned to a world against his will with magic powers mm-hmm. to go fight monsters for, for people and find his way home. That sounds like every other anime in the books, in my opinion. Yeah. But this one in particular... I have never hated a character as much as I hated the princess. I have absolutely, because Kevin was the one who recommended it to me, and uh, he's like, I want you to tell me who you hate. And you know, every night, you know, we do the 10 p.m. newscast, we, I get off and I go get home around 11. I watch the first five or six episodes, by this time it's pushing one in the morning. And I'm pissed at, oh, yeah. at the female character, oh, the yeah. princess. And I call because I know I knew he would be up, and he was either going to be drunk, or in the middle of you know sleeping with a girl, or you know someone. Because this is Kevin uh-huh. we're talking about. Well, I call him and he answers, and I'm like, that son of a bitch. Why did she do that to that poor boy? What did he do? He's like, I told you, I told you. (laughs) 
1 a.m. Keep in mind. Yes. But see, he re- he then in turn reversed the 1 a.m. phone call. And we're going to go off on a tangent. Um, over the summer, Cameron, Kevin, and I had a challenge we issued to one another, and it's find the cringiest anime you could possibly find. And the rules were. You have to get through the whole season. You have to watch the whole season. Because if the person who recommended it, of course, they've already seen everything. Yeah. So they know what's going to happen. So if you pull some bullshit, spark no bullshit out your ass, we're going to call you out on it and shame you for yeah. it. So I recommended to Kevin Monster Mizumi, Everyday <laughs> Life with Monster Girls. Found that one on Hulu off of Cameron's account. So I blame Cameron for all this. <laughs> and it tainted my soul. It, it was hilarious. Don't get me wrong. It was absolutely hilarious. I'm not, a, I'm not mad about the fan service that was in it. But Jesus Christ, that tainted my soul. Well, I go in there. Kevin issues his, his challenge to me. I issue my challenge to him. And his challenge to me... What, what was it? It was a girl's bravo. Mm-hmm. That, that was it. I watched Girls Bravo, laughed my ass off at it, but it was not cringe. It wasn't that cringy. Versus Monster Mizumi, yet again, Friday night, I get off of work at 11. Um, a night owl, so I'm up, you know, tinkering with some, some customer models that I'm working on. And uh, 3 a.m. is around, and I get this frantic phone call from Kevin. And the only thing he said to me was, Rad, what the fuck? (laughs) And I'm like, what part did you get to? And he's like, I can't get past the little harpy girl sucking on the popsicle. (laughs) And I'm like, oh, it gets worse. It gets worse from there. And he's like, it wasn't. I'm like, oh, yeah, it gets so much worse. That's actually pretty mild compared to what else they did. And sure enough, uh, we both... We both completed the challenge. We both won. But then I discover another one that's on Funimation. That was... Oh, man. What was the name of it? Was it Dr. Lee Guy Mermaid? Yes. That was it. Because mm-hmm. Cameron recommended it to me. I couldn't get through the first two episodes. It was bad. It was really bad. It's in the category of, I can't believe it's not hentai. Yeah. Um, so I recommended it to Kevin. And... That night I get home and I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get a call from him. I know I'm going to get a call from him. And sure enough, uh, I fall asleep, no phone call. All is quiet in the world. Holy shit, I might have actually lost this. Well, next day rolls around, I get to work. And Kevin looks at me and he's like, so uh, I couldn't get past the first episode. And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah, it, it was just way... Too cringy. What the fuck did you recommend? And I'm like, hey, dude, blame Cameron for this one, but we both lost. Cameron won. So Cameron won the challenge. And this is the first I think he's hearing of it. But Cameron, congratulations. You won the anime challenge of 2020. Thank you. You know, you don't get a prize. You just get all Cameron to really effed up in the head. Yep. But, uh, yeah, now if we do... The Great Anime Challenge of 2021, that's another question because I think I've seen pretty much all of the screwed up fan service anime there is out there. I've seen, unfortunately, High School DxD. No, I will not talk about that. (laughs) Um, 
I think the last one I watched was High School of the Dead, which, yeah, it's got a lot of fan service, but it's fan service done right because it's situations that, okay, that could happen. They're not just doing fan service to do fan service. But, uh, but no, I mean, there's been some pretty good ones, some really cringy ones. One that I... Originally, I didn't think I would enjoy it was Astro Lost in Space. Yeah. Because I saw it as Lost in Space. Okay, this is going to be another one of those weird Lost in Space remakes that none of us ever asked for. But no, it was... It was so much better than I thought it would be. Yes. You know, because it, it was a fresh take on the Lost in Space story. You know, and it, it kept it kept you wondering, well, where are they going to go next? And the ending was done really well, but I think they could do a season two. Maybe. You know, um, the other the other one that I, I thoroughly enjoyed, oh, wow, I'm going to have to bust uh, Black Lagoon, of course. Yeah. Black Lagoon is, is one of those, is one of those animes that, you know, Cameron and I both grew up watching and how we didn't become murdering pirates because of watching it I will never know but um okay so so here's some of my list off of Funimation just in case anyone's wondering it's uh Gurren Lagann which is a good one cult classic um Yogurman Akira Uh, Akira was one of those movies that uh I didn't understand the first two times I watched it yeah but it's, it. I understand it more now that I've seen it a few more times. Um, Fooly Cooly, which let's face it, none of us understood the storylines of that. We just really love the soundtrack. Um, Tokyo Ghoul was another really good one. First season, second and third season were not good. Uh, agreed. Um, okay, here's another fucked up anime on the list. This one was an early. 2000s, maybe mid-90s one. Please, teacher. What the hell? Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to go into Please, teacher is a really screwed up anime. Yeah. Um, oh, Hinsky. That was a hilarious one. Yeah. Are you willing to love, fall in love with a pervert even though she's cute? That one was hilarious. Yes. Um, Kill a Kill is one of the great animes of our generation. It, it was... Now, yet I've never seen the OVA that wraps up the entire series. See, I have. I'll see, I, I can't find it in, in English dub, and I won't watch it in English dub. Yeah. Um, Brave Witches, which was a spinoff of Strike Witches, was extremely good. Um, here's one that uh, Kevin... Uh, recommended my first girlfriend as a gal I didn't really understand I thought okay this is going to be another one of those fan service only animes that I'm going to hate but it was actually really funny I mean it was pretty it was pretty damn funny um here's here's one Cameron recommended to me Sankarea I went in there with zero expectations yes but hot damn, was that not a good anime? Oh yeah, we needed a second season to that. Oh yeah, I agree. Um, 
One that I discovered myself and watched, not realizing it's based off a hentai game, was you know a girl who channels chants love at the from another world or some bullshit like that. Um, I had no idea what I was watching at first. Yeah. I saw it as Groundhog Day, an anime version of Groundhog Day, honestly. Um, but oh no, that that was based off a hentai game and it was still a really screwed up ending yeah. I didn't the ending confused the hell out of me um Data Live is one of those that I didn't think I would like because of the fan service yeah but it was actually really good and I cannot wait for the new season to come out oh, okay I don't know if you watch this one or not Cameron uh, Shonen Simple uh, Sample. Yeah, I've seen Shonen Sample. Absolutely hilarious. Yes, it just is. like uh, Ladies versus Butlers. Yeah. Have you seen Baka and Tess? No, I have not. That one's it's really funny. Um, I'll show you a clip later on um, after we're done recording because you know copyright. Oh yeah. Um, there was one. Cameron recommended it to me and I watched it and I'm sitting here going wow this is depressing this was actually a depressing ending wait I want to see if Cameron can which one do you think I'm talking about um, depressing ending there's a <laughs> to be honest there's a lot of anime like that <laughs> plastic memories oh yeah that one oh that my was God. sad um the last when the last episode came up I'm sitting there going no 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 don't 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 do this and they did um and there are some fan theories out there that you know that you know his new partner is 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 the same girl she really got to retain her memories because the her socks were the same because you see her legs and you see her socks, but that's about it. Yeah. And but it, it's definitely her. And the other said, okay, well they had to have found a way to to keep her memories. They just had to have, and that's something that we will never get an answer to. I don't think we're ever going to see a season two to this. No, I don't think so either. Um, but yet again, a really good anime, really sad anime. Mm-hmm. Beware. Yep. Because um, tissues, you'll need them. Yeah, definitely. Um, oh, what's in? Uh, yeah, the original Mobile Suit Gundam got uploaded to Funimation. Yeah. I did not realize it was that many damn episodes. Yeah, it's like forty-three. <laughs> no, it is uh, actually because I'm on here right now. Actually, oh, it's forty-two. Forty-two. Yes, forty-two. Way too many episodes. Um, let's see what else do we have here uh, Copcraft was a really good one I, I enjoyed that one that one was recommended by uh, Cameron mm. same for uh, War, Warlords of Sigdrifta yeah it was good but the the ending could have been better to me yeah I think so too um Gargantua on a Birdless Planet. Yeah. Um, that one deserved a second season. I think they actually announced the second season, but it got canceled. 
because the, the the art is still out there. Well, like the poster art for, for the second season is still out there. But I thought it was great. You know, it was it was kind of like Waterworld meets Gundam. And I think that if you're a movie fan, most of us remember that Kevin Costner clusterfuck. Um, Miss Kobayashi's Dragon Maid was recommended to me by by literally everyone that I've met that watches anime, and uh, I thought it was hilarious. You know, it, it it's it's a it's a weird slice of life, but it it's one that. Okay, yeah, I could watch it again. I'll watch the second season. Um, Helsing Ultimate. Really good. It, I hadn't seen that one since it aired on Toonami. And I really forgot the vampires had a really great B vibe in the first episode. Yeah. That, that was kind of messed up in, in my book. Um, I hear... Here's one Murphy recommended. I would have enjoyed it if the main character wasn't an open pervert. Heaven's Lost Property. Mm-hmm. It, it was just... It was... Just, no, no. It, it, I didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else we got here. The helpful fox in Kusan was was pretty good. Yeah, it was very wholesome. Are they doing a second season? Maybe. I know it's like a. It. I want to say the manga comes out maybe monthly, so we just have to wait. Yeah, I could I could see that. Um, okay, so that goes. That's my Funimation. Uh, Ordeal. Let's see what VRV has to, to give me list-wise, because my list grows so much I've lost track of honestly what I've got. Yeah. Um, we'll start at the very bottom of my list. Um, Girly Air Force is another military anime that it's good. I really wish they would they would dub it because on Crunchyroll it's showing two seasons. Which means we're gonna get a dub sometime, I guess, but they just haven't done it yet. Yep. Um, okay. Girl on Girl on Panza. I'm gonna bring up my inner German on this one saying Panza. Holy crap. I loved everything about this show. Camera, rest of the episode we're talking about Girl, girl on Panza. Okay, um. Alright, so. It, we're at 42 minutes. We can talk to about an hour. So. Okay, cool. Remainder of this time, I'm focusing on Girl, Girl and Panza. If you have not seen this anime, you need to. It is... How, how do I describe... How, how would I go about describing this one? It's it's like World of Tanks meets Slice of Life. Yeah. Um, high school girls are on... Are, of course, in high school, and their elective is tankery. And tankery is, boy, you, it's exactly what you think it is. It is what they, what they call shinshido in the movie too. Mm-hmm. But it's um, they are in actual World War Two and World War One tanks, battling it out with other stereotypical schools. The American mm-hmm. school is got a shitload of Shermans, and they are loud, they are rash, and they charge into the enemy with a great number of force. 
Mm-hmm. That's America. America, fuck you up. Um, the English school has Churchills, or a Churchill, and I think some Mark Fives or Mark Fours. And uh, this is where my tank, my tank knowledge comes comes into play, I guess. Um, and they're saying English proverbs and drinking tea and being all calm. The Japanese school with the chihas charge in head first, no plan, and they get their asses whooped. The Germans, of course, the Germans have a bunch of panzers and tigers, and they're the big scary school that always wins. Russia has a bunch of the Stalin tanks and um, KV-2s and KV-10s. And they're, you know, they, they wait for winter to set in and, and surround the enemy and just, you know, kind of wait them out with their with their fast numbers. And then, you know, the Italians are, are loud and rash, but their tanks aren't shit. Yeah. I have yet to see the new movie that's come out because I cannot find that movie to save my life and I might have to don my pirate hat for this one. But, <laughs> Sell the high seas. Yes. Going to go plunder some booty. Um... But, but the main school that you're following, um, Oberon Academy, is kind of like the, the ragtag makeshift. They get all the tanks that no one else wants. And that, that, that really kind of, that, that was kind of cool to me. You know, that they've got, they've got the, the Panzer, the Panzer V or the Panzer IV. Yeah. And the M7, the the Porsche Tiger, they've got all this stuff that they're tanks that no one wanted, mm-hmm. and yet they're winning. It, it was just a really cool thing, and I love the fact in the movie they're battling what's essentially the United Nations. The, the college team that they're playing, or the university level team that they're playing, is the United Nations because their logo looks just like the UN logo. Mm-hmm. Their tanks in the beginning were white, and they're running with uh, Persians and uh, Persians and a couple of other uh, M48s, you know, that they're all American-based tanks, but they're, uh, you know, mid-60s, early 70s era tanks. You know, I guess you could say 80s too, but uh, amazing series, because I know we're running out of time. Mm-hmm. So that is, that's something I highly recommend. But, uh, but you know, I mean, it's, it's definitely... It's definitely the rabbit hole of anime. I could probably spend another five hours talking about <laughs> yeah. stuff that we've that we've both seen and screwed up animes and, and stuff like that. But uh, you know, we need to get a roundtable discussion with Kevin on screwed up animes. I think that that needs to be an upcoming episode. Cause Our, I, yeah. I, you know, if we gotta if I gotta take you to the station and set this up at the station, and yeah. that's what I'll do. But um, but you know, for for those of you who want to follow me on Facebook. Uh, 187 scale armor. Hello. And I can, uh, hey. you know, you can check out what I'm working okay. on there. Can I that? You know, uh, yes, or you can hit me up on Instagram at king of one underscore 87 armor, and you can see my millions and millions of military models that I'm currently in, in the process of building and photography. So, uh, you know, with Cameron, pretty much every every freaking weekend watching anime at some point, it's like our, our tradition. Yeah. But, you know, hopefully tomorrow's Attack on Titan episode is just going to be not a letdown and horrible disappointment. Yes. 
All right, well, thank you for joining us, and I'll see you all in the next episode. Bye.